classical intro is amazing. Heavy. Gucci, Gucci. That's good. Yo, welcome to Beers and Bars. Your place for rapid fire hip hop discussion and of course, great beer. I am Kamal Kidda. OT the Golden Child, thank you. Thank y'all for checking out our last episode. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back here with a new episode today. Make sure this is your first time checking us out. We are a podcast that covers, you know, things within the hip hop culture, along yeah. with drinking a beer. So if you rock with that and you feel this episode and whatnot, go ahead and make sure you subscribe wherever you're checking us out at. Uh, Kamal, let's go right into it and tell them what we're talking about this week. What we doing? The year is 2009. We talking about 2009 rap classics or those that are those albums that are considered in the culture as classics. Uh, we talking about the ecstatic most deaths 2009 album. Some consider his his last official album. Uh, the ecstatic. Uh, we're talking about Kid Cudi's debut album man on the moon end of day we're talking about uh the state versus radrick davis gucci man uh i would say that's his first official studio album uh he had mad it's probably like a studio project yeah I, right it's like a, a it's an album for him it's an album in a long list of projects but that's definitely the one that he did with a major the first one he did with a major label that got him uh, all of those features and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Lemon and all those. Okay. The year is 2009. That's what we on today. 2009 classics. What are we drinking? Um, so big, 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 but big shout out to Revolution Brewing again. Um, they are ending out their Deep Wood series. So met up with the brother here, Kamal, yesterday and got uh, the final um, beers from the this year's Deepwood joint. So uh, I know they have the VSOR, which I looked at it. It was like 15.4%. And I was like, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. I got a long day ahead of me. I'm not doing it. But the beer I'm finna have is like 14%. So it's like, you know, whatever, whatever. But they went back in the crates with this joint, man. They, uh, they went back to their uh, Grave Digger Billy. This is a Scotch Ale aged in bourbon barrels coming in at 14.2%. And I'm, it I'm reads as that. such. An old favorite from the early days of revolution makes a return. This bourbon barrel aged Scotch Ale decked in a fine tart, uh, tartan kilt has a delicate smokiness uh, alongside American oak and bourbon character. Pour a wee drum and let the bro, I'm, I'm probably not pronouncing this right, Broge, fly, broge, broge, fly. Uh, don't be daft. Enjoy now or store cold. So to the moon right. we go. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, a scotch ale. Never even heard of that. Uh, never had scotch before. But uh, and I haven't cracked open my my scotch ale joints yet. So I'm looking forward to cracking those open. You know what I'm saying? Let's see the body. You never on had scotch. Never had scotch? I don't know if I've ever had scotch for real. I'm drinking out of my two brothers' little um I don't know that I'm terrible with names. Is that or, like a, a, you know, a, a proper sniff, sniffer? 
Yeah, it's a small, it's a smaller joint for you know. If you're gonna go to a brewery, they're probably gonna pour you. They're gonna pour you a 14 ounce beer. They're probably gonna give it to you in like an eight ounce uh, glass and whatnot. I'm, it's a scotch though that I like. It's a very run of the mill. I don't mean to be dismissive, but it's a scotch that I do check for. I I, I remember later on. Go ahead. What do you have? So I'm doing a tried and true classic, Victory's Sour Monkey sour triple this is a 9.5 abv um this is i've had this many times i'm i i i check for i check for this shout out to my girl ari you know what i'm saying she she brought this over a while ago you know bought a pack i said you know what man let me i let that yeah but um the malt is a pilsner uh the the Tasteful, tart, mystical flavors, fruity notes from imported Belgian yeast swirl through a precise mm. souring. Pucker up to a bite of citrus-laden tang, ending with a delectable experience. I like this joint. I've had it before. Um, Sour Monkey. Those that that are long in the craft beer game have probably had Sour Monkey at some point. They're aware of what victory does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Okay. Well, I mean, we can honestly just say, you know, I mean, we didn't do this intentionally, but you know, that, that can be a classic for you. Cause you've had that on the, on the show, uh, 35,000 times. And I would argue if, um, Reverend Bringer, their deep web program and all that, a classic for them. You know what I'm saying? Did, going Look back at in the, that. Going back in the crates to, uh, you know, use a hip hop term. But let's get right into it, man. Uh, me and Kamal going, talking about 2009 when we really was, um, this is a this is the classics. If you are first time checking yeah. this out, we started the classics, I think in like 1993 or 94. We reviewed classic albums from the year that we were reviewing. We're all we already start in 2009. Oh yeah, we we definitely because I, I I know we did uh Illmatic that was 94. True. Uh we what what year what year was um what year was Iron Man? What year did that come out in? That might have been like 96. Okay. I think 95, 96, somewhere in there. Which Wu project was first in their canon? Um, was it Iron Man? Well, 36 Chambers. And then I think it was it was Method Man to Cal. And then Cuban Links. Okay. And then Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Method Man was first. And that album wasn't even all that. But I digress. Well, 2009. <laughs> Yeah, we've been doing this for a while. We're at the year 2009 when me and Kamal was thinking about doing this. You know, we've been talking about getting our content back, getting back in our content back. Um, 2009, though, 2009 is a weird year from the standpoint of hip hop to me. Because it wasn't really a lot of, um, quote unquote, you know, um, classic. So what is a classic? I would say a classic is something that does stand the test of time. Yeah. Something that does, um, you know, collectively ring true to be a classic. Like everybody knows that this album was very good and would say it's a classic. And yeah. then impact on the culture as well. Um, yeah. This year, though, 2009 was a little, especially from yeah. the stand-up standpoint, a really mainstream. It wasn't really. It was a little thin. It was a little thin. Popping, popping, popping. Yeah. I mean, it did yeah. birth. Um, it, did, it did birth Kid Cudi, though. And. You know, when we get on this album, I'll talk more about the significance of that album. 
And, you know, because it started something with it, it birthed a lot of artists. It birthed a We're lot gonna of artists. We're going to have the same commentary. Yeah, man. We're going to have the same uh, commentary for that joint. <laughs> I can tell already. I mean, uh, even Jay-Z did drop an album in 2009, too. To let Jay-Z? you guys, Jay-Z did drop an album in oh, 2009. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Yeah. Dropped the album uh, Blueprint 3, which uh, me and Kamal did kind of revisit that. Neither of us think it's a classic, but just to say something real quick, I would argue, hot take, hot take, I would argue that Blueprint 3 is possibly one of his most sonically polished albums. I would agree with um, that. For Jay-Z. It is very intentional from the standpoint of this big, bright stadium sound, uh, crafted by, you know, Kanye, No ID. Tim is on there twice, Timbo. You got Neptunes, but mainly the bulk of the production is Kanye and No ID. And I mean, it's a run of just like, you know, you have DOA run this town uh, on to the next one. On um, to the next one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a big commercial type album for Jay. It doesn't have those introspective joints and whatnot that Jay is kind of known for that I think tie, mm-hmm. the al- tie his albums together with the balance for commercial and then yeah. introspective type Jay. It's all. Big joints and whatnot, but that album dropped yeah. too. Deep in the rap dropped. Oh yeah. Well, hold on. While we on Blueprint Three, I let me just say that my favorite song got to be "Already Home." That joint yes. is hard to me. It's produced well, and I think that's Kanye. It's produced. That is Kanye well. and No ID. It's well. Ooh, that song hard. That song is hard. Ooh, that song hard. And. That's for me. That's the highlight of the album. Besides, like the intro is hard too. The intro did it did come on hard. Thank you is hard, man. He got some joints on here. He had thank you yeah. on the same album with reminder, letting you know like thank you y'all far too kind, giving me all my props. And then later on in the album, y'all need a reminder that I still do this thing though. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? When and he is rapping album. on Reminder as well. He is. Do what I've done to some, some, to some, some. Jay is the king of flows, man. He got so many flows that the next one so I switch flows. up, these fucks, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, yeah. yes. Moving um, on. Moving Rick on. Ross also dropped the album that I don't think it's a classic. Deep in the rap. Um, Deeper than rap. Has some is not, it. It's not a classic. It is an essential album on Apple. I do check for the essential albums. The people that, the ones that they say are essential, they must have moved the needle somehow. But that's the one that, um, yes, I think I, really took them like, you know, the, what was the first one? Like Port of Miami or something like that. Yes. Um, yes. That one was like his Miami joint, but he really got in his uh, Maybach music bag dressing up and like, you know, all of this glamorous uh, lifestyle living on that project. You know what I'm saying? The deeper than rap joint. Um, Hot take. Mafia music is one of the greatest intros ever. Go ahead. Hey, you know what, man? You, you, it's. Look, man, that that album got a lot of got a lot of strong radio songs. Like the joint with uh, John Legend is on that album. He got Nile on that album. Um, he got some. He got some. He got some joints on that album. Uh, what I call it a classic. The second best Maybach music to me. Hmm. Mm. Hey, man. Hey, for me, for my money, I think number four with Erica Badu and Jada Kiss is the best. I was just one. about to say. Like but, Teflon yeah. Don, ahead, ahead. Teflon Don got everything, man. They Teflon Don is 
is a beautiful album, G. Beautiful, perfect album, G. Like, that's mm-hmm. quintessential Ross to me. That's what made me a fan. You know what I'm saying? But um, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, we start with most death. We're gonna we're gonna start with most death with an album that unfortunately none of you people that are listening to this podcast right now, unless you have a physical copy, will find it. We are so sorry to be talking about content that you cannot check for if unless you had unless you shout out to hip hops, the homie Danny, and I bet he have it on. I bet he have it on um, on, on vinyl on on vinyl. Or if somebody have a CD, um, but unfortunately, this album actually, according to Hip Hop Golden was removed from streaming in like 2019 due to uh, ownership issues between Most Def's home label, which is Ruckus, and the label that the album was released on, which is Downtown Records. So mm-hmm. that's why this album is no longer found right now um, on streaming platforms. I can't even like yeah. it's on here, but I can't. I these joints don't even work on my phone. Crazy. But Believe so me when I tell you, I never meant to break your heart. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't know where to start. No, I Let's not give a shout out to Oscar my, first. No, I not a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's first off, we got to give a shout out to Oscar because Oscar still lives in 1999. He downloads music, he has music, and he, he emailed us. Uh, right, we said, how are we going to get Google, this? And OT said, yeah. ask Oscar if he could get. I said, you know what? You're right. I hit Oscar. He was like, all right, give me an hour. <laughs> yes. All right. So but look, I, I appreciate I, I, him because now I got the joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I won't spend too much time. Look, so the album is mainly produced by uh producer Oh No. You have a Neptune's track on here, but mainly the bulk of the production is Mad Lib a lot, uh DJ Lib. Preservation. Um, and Mr. Flash. Um, mm-hmm. I can't look. So come on. I think man. you, I think you gave me this album because I had this album on desktop in 2009. I had it on my uh, windows desktop. Might, yeah, that's possible. Yeah. And I don't know anybody else at that time. I got music from outside of you, but I remember this album um, and listening to it for preparation. I'm so glad that we own this year for the simple reason that this is such a good album. It this is. is such a good album. I've got in my content bag. I've kind of studied a little bit. Um, most people think that this is better than Black on both sides. A lot of people think that this is the hidden gem. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'd have to listen to Black on both sides to make that determination. That's but a, That's a good yeah. album. That's a, still a good album. I just listened to that like a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. Black on both sides is still a good album. But I would liken this like it's so many different sounds on here that is that is easy to to say like man this ain't all of that like i almost feel like the first time i heard it because it's so crazy all over the place that man you know what man these these beats kind of i don't know man maybe uh, I don't, but the more i think i listen to it you know what I'm saying? And, and to be honest i don't even know if i felt like that Originally, I just know that at the end of it, after not hearing this album for a long time, when it came out, I was playing this a lot, a lot. Pistola, No Ainada Mas, Casa Bay at the end. This joint got, he's singing, 
he's rapping. You know he be in his singing bag, strong, heavy, with melodies. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, uh, Slick Rick, give us a verse. That's hard. Yes. He and his yes. uh 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 he 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 in his storytelling bag, you know what I'm saying? It's man, it's a good, it's a good album, G. Can, uh, can I pull from Drake? Quali is on an album, history uh uh produced by Mad Lib. Man, it's no, produced by Jay Dilla. Produced by Jay Dilla. That's even harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's even harder. I definitely thought that was uh I definitely thought that was Mad Lib, G. But yeah, look, you 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 you've been yeah. studying, G. That's what's up. But yeah, man. I, look, I've been looking for this album on streaming. We're just waiting for it. I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting for Dayla. I've been I, waiting for I was I was waiting for Aaliyah's. Aaliyah's project to drop and Blackground just dropped and joined like last year. You know what I'm Thank saying? Thank you guys. But yeah, man, I, I I really hope this comes to streaming. I would love to be able to uh not have to look for a CD or something Bro. uh to play this, but to play it in a car. But it's a quality project. I yes. loved it when it dropped, man. I loved it. Yes. I'm trying to tell people about this joint. You know what I'm saying? It's it's good, man. It's good. It's good. Yes. It's we probably my it's definitely my favorite out of what we're talking about today. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Look, it, it still it came out in that era where it was hard to put people onto music because they had to still go buy the shit, you know what I'm saying, or try to download it. But I'm gonna pull from Drake on wants and needs. He said, uh, "Come with a classic. They come around years later and say it's a sleeper." You know what I'm saying? Mm. This this joint this joint to me reminds me of that. Like because I've I've, I've been seeing people kind of um. His was funny. I I put the album on Instagram and I'm like, uh, you know what I'm saying? We gonna see, mm. bruh. The comments, yes, was like Jay, yes. What is was like? Yes. Oh my god! Everybody was like, yo. Yeah, people, people, when I posted it, people hit me like, yo, I love this most deaf album. Like, the fact that people know what it was, you know Crazy. what I'm saying? It's like, yo, people, people check for most. And even looking into this album, researching it before we talked about it, you know, he did this project and uh, he mentioned how Radiohead can be as avant-garde as they want to be. But black artists don't seem to be able to do the same thing, you know what I'm saying? And he's just disillusioned with with the music industry after this album in particular. And I think that's why we haven't seen a whole lot of musical output or album output from most from Yasin Bey, you know what I'm saying? Um let me but, let, let me say this on based on what you just said right there because I, that's a very good word to use avant-garde because what i was thinking of when i was listening to the album is obscurity the music the samples first of all you got madlib right madlib you're not gonna know where madlib is sampling from you're gonna get that obscurity um but that to me is so exemplary of of the album in general because it's so sonically rich like it's just crazy that he dropped that then. 
because it kind of reminds me of like a Solange's album that came out. And what was that? 20, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like where, like, like, yeah, like 2018 or something. Yes. Um, I'm going to just give a couple of joints. Uh, Super Magic. Super Magic starts with um, crazy sample from Malcolm X in 1964. Uh, give commentary at Oxford uh, University, I believe. Um, auditorium, Ooh. like you mentioned already. Uh, pretty Dancer. Pretty um, Dancer. Me, Sugar Red Ali. Pretty Dancer. Do we do it? <laughs> it's Listen, an outro is never my favorite song. And this isn't even the outro. It's just the last song on the album. Casa Bay is my favorite joint on there. And hot, not even a hot take, little tidbit, Casa uh, Bay was nominated for best rap solo performance for the Grammys in 2010. I didn't know that. That's how good that is. That's how good I didn't that know is. that. I didn't know that. Ooh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Bruh. Yo, most deaf. I... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, man. Nah, nah, that... That joint is hard, man. I ain't know that. I didn't know he was nominated. I didn't know he was nominated. Um, uh, man, I, it's it's so hard, man, because I miss, I miss his music like that. You know, I I would love, of course, everybody want their favorite artist to put out, um, uh, you know, more work. But hey, man, he did leave that with us. Uh, he's still moving around. He still did the. He did the. Uh, you know, he still does features. Um, he was just at the uh, Louis Vuitton show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just did something in that joint. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, it, it's hard, man. But he's, hey, man, this he's an artist, artist. Like, yes. he really go in and try to, like, like put your razzle-dazzle on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, straight rapping, man. And singing, he be really, he be really about the melodies. Like even listening to his, you know, um, the first joint, uh, Black on Both Sides. It's a really good album. Yeah, uh, that's a solid album, and he rapping on there. Uh, he coming with ideas, concepts. Um, you know, on this project, it's even more the same. Like, of course, he's got albums in between these two, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, workers comp, um, auditorium. He got some ideas on these projects, on this project. It's not just um, rapping about whatever. You know what I'm saying? He be, he be having a concept in mind. And he approaches, the way he approaches certain songs is interesting, um, especially in the songs where he's singing. Um, the melodies that he's using them joints be popping. <laughs> Look, let, let me say this about him, and then we can get up out there and go on to uh to, to uh, Kid Cudi. What I think is dope about most, and what I would tell people about artistry, like with guys like most, right? Um, yes, we wish we could hear most more. We wish we he was out here and whatnot. But let me tell you something about this kind of music, though, is that, and I'm, I'm reminded of like a term, like uh, something about, you know, everything is not a race. It was, it's more so of a marathon and you know what I'm saying? Or um, it's not the battle, it's the war, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I didn't find out about this artist named Shuggy Otis until yeah. like, but he wasn't popping in his time, G. But 
Jay, Jay said something regarding like, man, G, um, good music, G, good music. It may, some stuff may not pop when it, when you want it to pop. Right. But good music is always going to last, G. Right. And it's going to be somebody, I'm telling you, 10, 20, 30 years from now, that's going to pull this out like, yo, what was happening on this joint? And he may not get his flowers while he's here, but at yeah. some point he's going to get them, man. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because this is one of those that needs to be heralded more, I think. Yeah. I've always thought that, though. Like, I yeah. check for this project often. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Escape, Most Death. Moving mm -hmm. on. Yes. Uh, Man on the Moon. Kid Cuddy. Man on the Moon, End of Day by Kid Cuddy. So. Let's get away. I, Let's get a ceremonial uh, hum, hum. hum uh, Look, you can't even like you can't even like harmonize with that joint. You gotta like <laughs> give it some other worldly type tone. Uh, yeah. But uh I just watched his um his documentary on Prime not too long ago. Like shortly well, after yeah. it dropped. So a couple this got to be a couple months ago. But he was talking about how uh, you know, before his first album, before his debut album, he had worked with Kanye on uh, 808s and Heartbreaks. So, like, the first day that they met, that night or something like that, within mm -hmm. 24 hours, they was working on, like, four songs for okay. uh, 808s and Heartbreaks. And shortly after that, before his debut album dropped, he worked with Jay-Z. And that's mm -hmm. why it's funny that, um, you know, we talk about Blueprint 3 because that song ended up being home. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is the best song on Blueprint 3. Yeah. Um, so he had that under his belt. But now it's time for him to show and prove, right? Yes. Um, what all of these, you know... There was a bit of a bidding war against, you know, who's going to get Cuddy, especially after he dropped Dan Knight. You know what I'm saying? Dan Knight was popping. That's really, that's really what got him, um, got the attention on, uh, for Kanye, Jay everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's funny because day and night to me don't sound like nothing else on the album. You know what I'm saying? The album sounds, you know, the album is interesting because it has, you know, the sky, my fall, which is, I remember that being on the Transformers uh, trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's like Transformers part two or something like that. Yes. Uh, and so it was, you know, on that trailer. And so he's already got a popping song in a movie. So he's already being primed to be this major artist. Right. He's got uh, I make a say. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh p -p -p poker face. So around the same like like Gaga dropped poker face like the year before. Like it's not exactly. like an old song. It's like a new song that that Kanye sampled. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. that song to me don't even fit <laughs> with the tone of the rest of what he's talking about. Um, yeah, 
I'm just getting all my my thoughts out real quick. Uh, Do you think? Yeah. Soundtrack to life is that the joint? Is that the name of it, man? Let me see what me the see. name of it is. Because I'm looking at it right now. Soundtrack to my life, right? Yes. Soundtrack to my life, right? Mm-hmm. It's the second song on the whole album. It's okay. the number two song on the whole album, right? No sitcom could tease Scott about the drama or even explain the troubles that haunted my mom. On Christmas time, my mom, Christmas grind. She got me everything I wanted. How'd you do it, mom? She got the toys I would play with in my room by myself. Why he by himself? He got two older brothers, one hood, one good. An independent older sister kept me fly when she could. You know, he getting his autobiographical bag, right? But um, mm-hmm. the hook, right, to the second song on his debut album, right? I got some issues that nobody can see. All of these emotions are pouring out of me. Mm-hmm. I bring them to the light for you. It's only right. This is the soundtrack to my life, right? Since my father died, I ain't been right since. Like, he got all of this stuff. There's all this, all this emotional, deep stuff in the second song. So it's priming us for the entire ride, right? Mm-hmm. He got some, 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 you know, stuff like, so now I'm in the cut, alcohol in the womb. My heart's an open sore that I hope heals soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm listening to this. I'm listening to this. And I'm like, gee. This man is is like at the time in 2009, I ain't hear none of that. Oh, I ain't, I heard it, but I'm not listening to it like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm 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 like, OK, I like some of these songs. Some of these songs are cool. Some of these songs are big. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Solo Dolo Nightmare. That's a dope sample. Cool song, right? Uh, he got Dan Knight. That's the one that put him on. Uh, the Sky Might Fall is a big song. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness might be the biggest song on here. Mm. Um, this project started his career. And you, he came in the gate as a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He came in the gate hurt, tormented. Okay. He's telling you that on record. You know, songs like uh, Poker Face is out of nowhere to me. You know what I'm saying? That's yes. like, you know, that that don't really fit with the theme, but it's like the label, we need an upbeat song. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We need something more popular. We need something popping. Um... You know, Pursuit of Happiness is a sad song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in the pursuit of happiness, and I know he birthed a lot of rappers and a lot of music after him. He birthed a lot of MCs after him. And the thing is, 
he not rapping. He's not rapping in the traditional sense. No, he's not rapping in the traditional sense. He sings song rapping. He sings song rapping, which is commonplace today. It's very commonplace today. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting that, you know, you got artists like Travis Scott who loves Kid Cudi, who looks up majorly to Kid Cudi. In my opinion, who had T.I. narrate his first album because Common narrated Kid Cudi's album. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Which, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I understand what this album did for a lot of teens that may have been, you know, felt like they weren't seen, felt like they weren't mm. heard. You know, mm. he he said he's troubled as well as, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a create these, I'm a, I'm a, everything that I see in my mind, I can have, you know what I'm saying? I can create my destiny and all these things, all these manifestations on this album. You know what I'm saying? The first thing that Common says at the beginning of the joint is like, uh, this is the story of a young man, um, you know, that's going to give you his feelings like never before. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that you've never seen it like this before. He's going to give you his all and all of this, right? And that's what he did. And it birthed a lot of other artists to do that same thing. Whether you were it, whether you a fan of Cuddy or not, you a fan of some of his children out here. You know what I'm saying? Even if the people that are his children didn't get it directly from Cuddy, they got it from people that got it from Cuddy. Because mm. he's doing stuff on here that that wasn't seen before. You know what I'm saying? He's doing, he's like this whole sing song rapping. I mean, because he's hardly rapping. He don't have no like straight bars. Like, like just, I'm giving you bars. This is all like, like he's, sing, he's singing, he's singing for 90% of the joint. And yes. he's rhyming. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's it's very it's it's rock inspired, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I'm a chill though. I'm a chill. I've been yeah. talking too long. Um. So yeah. So I yeah. watched the same thing that you watched, man. Uh. The the if you want to know what we're talking about, man, it's a very dope album. Join on uh Amazon. Uh, a man named Scott. So. And I think I, I recognized about 30 minutes ago that I, I was about to say a term that I, I think I lifted from J.R. Bang. And what that is, is um, shout out to the homie J.R. Bang, Mike B. Um, you know what I'm saying? They pod and whatnot. Some do pod. J.R. Bang actually had talked about, you know, the things that he considers uh, what, what makes a classic, you know, cultural impact. Because that's what you're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, is this album, I think that Man on the Moon Part 2 is better than this one. Honestly, I, I, do. So too, actually. I do. However, this being the genesis of what Kid Cudi is and this being heralded 
as the best amongst his fans, which is a, I mean, Kid Cudi is almost like a, like a rap Kurt Cobain. You know what I'm saying? Hey. From the standpoint is that that's, there's a, there's something happening in the culture with teenagers who feel as if nobody's, you know, they're different. Yeah. They don't like sports. They don't really like whatever's going on in the pop culture um, or whatever the case may be. They're super artsy and nobody's really speaking to them. You know, uh, shout out Ugg. Ugg was talking about, you know, the, the black weirdo and whatnot. But yeah. Kid Cudi yeah. transcends yeah. just blackness, you know. So um, there's something with, I think that was happening culturally with Kid Cudi as to where he was speaking to so many people that were teenagers who felt that nobody was talking about something that they could relate to. Yeah. Especially at this time when, you know, in hip hop, you got, you know, I don't know what we, at that time, I think we was partying a lot, right? 2009 was a lot of party, a lot of, you know, yeah, yeah. Chris Central drug rap and whatnot. Um, yeah. But Kid Cudi, I think this album has such a cultural impact. I mean, you watching these kids go to his shows and whatnot, man, he's, he's really a big artist. He's maybe the biggest artist that you don't think is a big artist in hip hop. Yeah. Um, it was something else that I wanted to say about it. I'm kind of losing right now. Oh, and he does have a lot of kids, man. I mean, I listened to Pete Davidson in the interview on Breakfast Club in like 2016 say, yo, this album literally saved my life. Great. Like you got people that's Great. like, gee, Blueprint didn't say no. Look, I'm not saying that Blueprint is one of the best albums ever, but it didn't save a life. Like this man's music, people listen to it from the standpoint of like hearing a voice that they felt was like theirs that really did pull them through. Like, so yeah. this album had an impact, man. Um, for sure, for sure. I think in the, in, in the canon of hip hop, it, it, I would, I, it's not a classic for me, but me people either. who make the argument that it's a classic, yeah. I'm totally fine with it for what it did. I'm completely, and if you watch the documentary, first of all, you got people like Shia LaBeouf and Timothy, yeah. uh, what's the kid name? Timothy Shava, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Chalamet, Chalamet or something like that. Sh yeah, Chalamet. you got people like yeah. ASAP Rocky, you know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. all kinds of people like, yo, this was this was it. You know what I'm saying? And was treated yeah. Man on the Moon part too. I'm like, what y'all talking about? That joint was way better, but. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, I digress. Yeah, no, nah, the cultural significance is big. It's big. Mm. That's. You know, that's that's what I'm saying as far as like the arrangement of the music. If you just heard Day and Night and then you say, you know what I'm saying, the Lonely Stoner, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so people already connecting with Day and Night. Let me see what else he got. And those kids that felt like no one paid attention to them, you know, on the very, on the, on the, on the beginning of the joint, like, oh, this is about to be a little trip. We got Common narrating, and yeah. then you know he tell us all about his troubles. You know what I'm saying on on the second song, and now so anything that comes after it is like, let me see what he's saying because I'm invested now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm invested now. Solo Dolo is so good to me, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's man. I don't need nobody. But even still, the the is is, and then to go to his concert to see him perform these joints. You know what I'm saying? People crying. People crying out there, G. Because they felt like at some point in life they was that person that was in a room. Like man, I ain't got no friends. 
I ain't got nothing. Gee, I'm, a, I'm, I'm also the lonely stoner or just the lonely person. And here's this guy that's giving you these, oh, whoa, whoa, like, bruh, just yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, bruh, like, crazy, crazy, man, crazy. Hey, that's so funny. That's but facts, man. It's, it's, it's a cultural classic in that sense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's a cultural classic. It may not have done the numbers or anything like that, but culturally, it affected people. You know what I'm saying? He said, I'm going to go in and I'm going to give you my raw feelings. And that's something that is not seen oftentimes. And even in some of his children, you know what I'm saying? Even in some people that's even singing, singing song and they doing their thing, you know, gangster rap is still strong out here. You know what I'm saying? People still going to mask their emotions where Kid Cudi didn't do that yeah he gave you his raw unadulterated feelings yes you know what i'm saying he was emo before you know like it was a thing to be said that you were emo before before that's what i'm saying you know what i'm saying he is 808s and heartbreaks g he is the foundation of 808s and heartbreaks you know what i'm saying he the foundation he owned both songs he Bruh. wrote like four joints on that joint. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? Wrote them. Mm-hmm. And Heartless is one of them. Heartless is one of them. I've said plenty of times before, man. I think that Kid Cudi is very fundamental into the transition of Kanye's second half of his career and what oh, he became sure. post 808 and for whatnot. Sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So and when they had and when they had a falling out. When they had a falling out, well, I mean, you know, Kanye fall out with people and then get back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. But you know, that ain't even that ain't even a, a topic of conversation. Never yeah. mind. Next. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and let's turn up a little bit uh with a guy who is not even around anymore. This is pre-JL Gucci G. Yeah, he's a different it's, Gucci now. It's a it's it's really crazy listening to the state okay let me let's preface it let's preface it preface it this way gucci fans you listening to us right now you like gee this joint hey it's not a classic real, look i was talking to my guy just last night man just last yeah. night and he like look man i don't listen to none of that new gucci stuff i don't listen to no new gucci i listen to all of the old mixtapes and he started naming mixtapes and i'm like i don't know the names of none of them mixtapes you know what i'm saying but look here, he naming like real Gucci fans are fans of Gucci before his long stint in jail, before the new Gucci. Now they they like lean, drugged out Gucci, wild Gucci, pot belly Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and that's this Gucci man. Um, yeah. This is this is uh you know he been he been in and out of jail. Um and this is this is that this is that Gucci. This is yeah, Gucci yeah. Main. This is Gucci Main. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Legendary. He le- he, he a legend. He a legend in Atlanta. Outside of rap, he's oh. a legend in Atlanta. <laughs> like like for real. For real. In the streets yeah. of Atlanta. He's a legend. 
He a legend. For real. In real life. He a legend. And, you know, this is his super commercial joint. Yes. You know what I'm saying? In his book, he talks about, you know, like this song is not on, on this album, Radrick Davis, but, you know, he talks about like doing a song with Swiss. It's Gucci time. Where it's like, man, I was in a zone where like, man, I was I was trying anything, anything that they would throw at me, man, I thought I could murder it. I'm what I'm Gucci, man. I could do that joint. But, you know, looking back on it, he probably probably wouldn't have did that joint. But there's some songs on this project, you know, that definitely put him up. You know what I'm saying? This is the project that really ch- shot him to stardom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lemonade was a big song. Big song. <laughs> Bangladesh. Um, Kush is my cologne, G. Yes. Wasted was a big joint. Uh, I like uh, bad, bad, like when Keisha Cole, that joint is popping. Um... Heavy, woo, heavy. Gee, the intro. We were just talking about Bruh. that. The classical Bruh. intro. Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> yeah, that joint is hard. Yeah. Um, I forgot. Soldier Boy was on this project, man. Bruh, bingo, bingo. <laughs> uh, he got a lot of joints on his joint, like. Uh, he got Wayne like, and, and and he had the big features on this project. It's backed by uh, what label is this? This is Warner Brothers. So this is so this is backed by, yeah. you know, this is backed by some major major folks. He got OJ on here. He got Bun B, Plies, uh, Bobby Valentino, Keisha Cole, Usher, mm. Usher. On Spotlight, that was a big joint. Yes, it was. Um, Rick Ross is on here. Lil Wayne, he got some major features on this joint. You know what I'm saying? And in 2009, when he got like, you know, 40 mixtapes under his belt, you know, this is like another project to him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, this, this one stamped him, but but it's got a it's got a lot of solid songs on here. It's some yeah. solid, solid songs. Now, real yes. Gucci fans will probably be like, eh. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, man. That's what I we got. I want to preface doing this because I know we lost y'all 15, 20 minutes ago when we even mentioned the album. I, I get it. You guys think that his classics are the mixtapes and whatnot. I understand that. That's great. However, this is his sixth studio album. Wow. And the reason why we're talking about that on this joint is though it, though it may not be um, trap, mixtape, Gucci, yeah. that you would consider, you know, all these are the classics. Let us make an argument for why this joint does, you know, have its place within his canon and, and, and you know, uh, his catalog and whatnot. So producers, you got, I mean, you got Polo the Don, you got uh Drummer Boy, you got Shorty Red, you got Scott Storch, 
you got um, Zaytoven, you got Jazzy Faye, you got Justice Lee, you got Manny Fresh. There was an wow. intent on this album to take Gucci to the next stardom more fame, I would say. That's why you have all these big artists and you have all these big producers and whatnot. And sometimes when that happens, it kind of falls flat when you try to take somebody who does something and th this is their core and they want to switch it up and become more mainstream. But nah, even though this joint is an album and it has all these, uh, you know, big singles on it, like Wasted, Spotlight, Lemonite, and Bingo, it still was Trap and it still was Gucci. And it took him to a different level that I think that he deserved to be at because I think he is one of the goats out of the South. And without this oh, album, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, you would have just your cultural, you know, um, following your, your, um, you know, the people that really just rock with you. I forget the word I'm trying to use is slipping my mind right now, but you know, like, like people who really like at, uh, uh, and I don't think he ever would have wanted it, but he never had like a big album that would have took him over the level, but you know, yeah, you would have had just a cultural following. So the point that I'm making is that this album was the album with a song like Lemonade, with a song like Wasted, with a song like um, Spotlight that took him over the top. And then you had joints that was just extras like Bricks that wasn't like Bricks was on his joint, but it was on like the exclusive joint, right? Yeah, yeah. So, or a photo bro, shoot on the photo, photo shoot. shoot. It, these are joints that are. Listen, it's so many songs on here that ran the club. I guess is the point that I'm making. It's like seven songs on here that I forgot were even on here. Photo shoot. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. But that's on like yeah. the deluxe. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, but what what other album was it on? It was on like a mixtape, probably. It was probably on a mixtape. Exactly. But yeah. But yeah. What I'm saying all together is, look here. We always talk about the early 2000s clubs and whatnot. But let me talk. 2009. Let me give a shout out to Zentra real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, Zentra over on the north side. What are we talking about right now? My late club era days, G, when you would hear these joints like Wasted and Lemonade. These joints would, these joints would turn a club up. Not just in Atlanta, people, you know what I'm saying? I understand. Shout out my homie Corey again. He, you know, he swept out Gucci in Atlanta to a broader audience. So it got to be respected, man. So, yeah. For sure, man. Gucci, man. Um, beers and bars cook up for Black History Month, man. You know, I'm, I'm gonna say that right now. We, we were trying. We'll see what happens. But yeah, man. we'll see y'all next time. Word <laughs> up, man. Peace. Peace.